Welcome to Days Are Update for March 19th, 2023. I'm your host, Chris Logi. I'm Brandon Perkins. And I'm Janra Victorio. And yeah, we've got a big week this week of a bunch of games to talk about, uh, as well as other things that have been happening. We had a, a big death in the gaming industry for one of its favorite uh, actors mm-hmm. uh, that has been in a number of big games out there. Yep. Uh, we have uh, new games for two of the three major subscription services out there, uh, as well as some updates for good stuff there, and uh, some dates for things that are coming out here over the next few weeks uh, throughout April that you might want to keep an eye on, as well as some announcements and such, and some Steam Deck news of interesting things that they're doing with that game, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe a new Persona game. It's probably got the twist you think it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we got some other stuff here. And we'll end with uh, a little bit of talk about eShop sales for the 3DS and Wii U uh, here in the final week of its existence before they shut down sales for that stuff. Uh, yeah. and you being able to buy any of that stuff. So yeah, we'll get to that as uh, later on in the show. But uh, before we... Do any of that stuff, we'll talk about what we've been playing, uh, and I'll mm-hmm. kick it off here. I played some of the Exoprimal open beta that happened this weekend. Uh, that is the new Capcom multiplayer-focused game, maybe multiplayer-exclusive game, mm. that uh, features dinosaurs falling out of the sky mm. uh, in a somewhat comical fashion. Uh, that also annoyed people because it very much looks like it should have... Uh, Something to do with the Dino Crisis series, but seems to not from everything we can see mm. for that. Um, but yeah, I played a few matches of that. Did a little, a little bit of an informal stream mm. uh, on Twitch of that. And yeah, it seems all right once you get into it. Mm. Uh, it was pretty annoying early on because it wanted me to get a Capcom ID going and I had yeah. not set up one yet. So I had to like, stop and go figure out how to do that uh just conveniently not played any of the capcom games that require that not even monster hunter rise i guess Mm. uh i think that's mainly tied to like the resident evil stuff like seven Mm. and eight but i had to go do that immediately after i got through all the various options they throw at you at the front where it's like why isn't this the first thing Mm -hmm. before you ask me about brightness settings and subtitles and all that stuff oh yeah uh but once you get into it uh this what i was surprised by is i think from the initial announcements there were like five suits mm-hmm. or like the the 5v5 matches that seem to fit pretty well but there's nine now and they're clearly doing an overwatch uh, especially yeah. once they got to the last one they shown and it is a character on like roller skates mm-hmm. with guns I was like, oh, this is a Lucio along with, you know, the big tank guy with the big shield that they can project and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the suits have zero personality to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, your character, you, you make a character, there's like a, a character customization thing that means nothing because you are going to immediately put them in a suit. Uh, mm-hmm. The only way you see them is at the end of a match, if you do well, it does like a, here's like the five best players of the match kind of thing in these different stats which i believe is a very overwatch thing mm. of like who you know took the most damage uh like tanked the most damage 
know, who got the most damage on the, the objectives and all that kind of stuff. Uh, thing. So that's kind of the the thing that's going on there. But the they had the the one mode open. Uh, I forget mm. what it's called, but it was just basically five e five, where you had your little AI dude that was running you through you know a series of challenges, mm. uh, which from what I had played uh, were all just dinosaur call missions. Which is yeah. you get to this area and then it spawns a bunch of dinosaurs mm. and Initially, they're kind of just all raptors, uh, oh. but then they get to, you know, like the, I forget what they're called, encephalodons, the the ones with the, the skull uh, domes that yeah. uh, charge at you, and then uh, you get some T-Rexes and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some that are just fantasy dinosaurs, like ones that have, like, uh, explosive properties. They have, like, cysts on them that just pulses you uh hang around them that kind of stuff yeah uh so they get to some of that fantastical stuff uh and there's a character that is like a witch doctor or something like that Mm -hmm. that is able to i don't know if it's an ultimate or what but uh they are able to uh sort of pull a dinosaur out of the vortex and take control of them Mm -hmm. Uh, so you can kind of deal with that but occasionally you throw in like powerful dinosaurs that are like here's a triceratops yeah. here's a t-rex they're going to take a lot of damage uh to mm-hmm. take them out that kind of stuff uh so yeah you do that uh both your teams are on this meter and every time they complete an objective it moves them one step towards the the middle which is where uh if both are there at the same time it's essentially a pvp match mm-hmm. um the first one i had the match was uh you were collecting these little energy packs and you had to fill up your meter before the other team did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one was sort of a, a Team Fortress 2 Overwatch kind of thing where you have this uh, this vehicle or whatever that you have to you know guide or stand near to push it towards the the goal center mm-hmm. in the center of the map kind of thing. Uh, it didn't seem like it needed too much protecting, though I guess the dinosaurs could occasionally just get around and decide to just go after that instead of the the different fighters uh, or the mm-hmm. the mech suits, uh, right. that kind of thing. But yeah, unlike a, or I guess kind of like an Overwatch, uh, you can swap out of the suit at any time. Hmm. Uh, uh, though I think Overwatch was more at death. You could swap out here. It seems like you just hit the on the PS5, just hit the the touchpad to pull up the menu for which ones you want to swap out to. Right. Uh, I assume it uh, resets you back at the the, the spawn point, uh, which I think changes uh, depending on the progression of the match kind of thing. But mm. uh, as you get towards the end of it, it sort of throws you into a, a occasion like a, you know, we've taken away all the, the bullshit. Now it's time to just kill each other. That's how mm. we're going <laughs> to test how who the better team is. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. So. Yeah, it's got a lot going on. Uh, after the match, you get XP for all the suits you used, uh, as well as your overall account level, which I think if you level up like Overwatch, you get a loot box that you can activate, you know, open up. But couldn't do that in this open beta because you know they don't have anything for you to do that with. You can't mm-hmm. like customize your suits with any cosmetics. It's literally just uh, mess with options or launch into a match. That's all that was in this open beta, but 
everything I played here, I was sort of like, why is this game 60 bucks and not just a free to play game? Because mm-hmm. it's got all that hallmark of that stuff. You know, the they don't show anything about a you know season pass or anything like that, but I'm assuming that'll be there at launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it being on Game Pass makes a lot of sense in that regard because it seems like a multiplayer game that is going to live or die based on how many people jump into it, and that even then, being on Game Pass may not be a, a savior for that because mm-hmm. uh, it could easily just go like Rainbow Six Extraction, where just people are like, eh, I'm good because there's a bunch more out there, and you know, Overwatch is out there now. This mm-hmm. is a spin on that kind of formula, but with dinosaurs, yeah. which is a neat mechanic, especially when it's this uh, main mode they had in this thing is kind of just like a series of challenges. Uh, mm. So that's a, that's a whole thing. It's pretty neat, but it's not like, I got to spend 60 bucks on this right now. Kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's out in July. So there's still time for them to work on things. So I wouldn't be surprised if that gets, delayed at all or changed up or something. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but that's the thing I would not pay money for. Uh, But yeah, there you go. Exoprimal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. I grabbed Season, A Letter to the Future in the most recent PSN sale. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a game I've been very interested in, kind of wanted to check it out Mm -hmm. and see what it is. I did a stream of this. It is uh, essentially like the... Uh, it is not a real world game, a game about the real world, yeah. uh, though it's a facsimile of the real world. But they, uh, you do get to see like a timeline of things, like, but they go by, I think they're about the year like 750, something like that. Um, but they have this notion of seasons, which is not like our seasons, but in terms of the seasons of the like world ending seasons kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm just not 100% sure exactly what is all going on, but they seem to be coming to the end of one of those. So uh, your character kind of gets the permission in your village to uh, go off and uh, document things. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have this you know, journal that you can go around journaling things by taking pictures of stuff, uh, taking uh, audio noises of things, uh, with a recorder, uh, that kind of stuff. And uh, with the accessibility stuff, you can make it easier to find like the specific things that you are supposed to be uh, recording because mm-hmm. uh, it'll have its uh, rumble when you get near stuff. And then, you know, it rumbles more as you get closer to it, mm. uh, as well as having audio subtitles that are, descriptive for that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it'll tell me like, oh, I'm hearing the sound of water and then I get uh, closer to it. And uh, as I'm pointing the recorder, you know, it tells me like, oh, you're hearing this clearly with you know, where I'm pointing mm-hmm. it at that point. So uh, that kind of stuff, you can record a bit of that. Uh, it seems like you can go, you know, from a few seconds to however long you want. Mm-hmm. I've been doing like 10 seconds. Uh, then you have like a, you know, section of the journal for each of the areas you're in mm-hmm. and so like you initially start in the village taking pictures of certain things mm-hmm. and that one has the most structure to it because they have like oh here's this uh village uh dr fumio that founded this village uh in terms of uh, saving uh these people that have 
these extreme like memory issues where they're like remembering too much. And mm-hmm. so he introduces, he finds, you know, discovers this, uh, this treatment for it that helps people sort of forget things uh, and helps them with this weird illness that happens, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, your mom sort of gets you set up initially to go out on this journey, yeah. uh, which involves this process of picking items to put into this pot to create like a a special like gem for you uh, yeah. that contains like sights and sounds and taste memories that you know are from your home, yeah. uh, that kind of stuff. So. It's all kind of neat. Uh, the journaling, you are you basically get two pages, you know, a left and a right page in this book that you get to put down, you know, pictures of these photos you've taken or uh, recordings of these sounds. It's, uh, you know, not like a, a normal type of journal. So you get to put these, like, uh, recordings of these sounds that you've uh, gotten and... Uh, you can kind of arrange them however you want. You have the ability to, you know, shrink them, uh, expand the size, make them look however you want, rotate yeah. them, all that kind of stuff. Uh, as well as you can take the uh, the little sound bites you have when you record or, you know, take pictures of this stuff, that kind of stuff. Uh, you can throw in there as well as like little quotes. Um, as well as I think once you put enough in there, you've effectively, you know, finished it. Uh, but you can go back and edit things and adjust things however you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they have like stickers that you can put in there as well. So you can make it look, you know, like a, a photo journal, like something more serious or like a, you know, like a kid's journal where there's a bunch of stickers and colorful stuff in there, that kind of thing. But yeah, you're kind of going around learning more about the world. Cause it's the first time your character has ever been outside of the village and learning more about, you know, the world around it. And seeing like the the ruins of things that people have done in the past, like initially you get outside the village and you see like these big cranes uh, that you see, and they're all abandoned and creaking and all that kind of stuff. And you see, you know, goats hanging around, which they don't run away as you get near them. So I don't know. That was the one thing. I was like, well, this isn't really realistic. If they're not around humans that often, they wouldn't necessarily be that chill around people. You know coming around to them. Uh, yeah. You can go up and like pet them, that kind of stuff. Uh, so I was like taking pictures of them and, you know, recording their, their noises and that kind of stuff. Uh, frogs and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's one of those kind of games, a very chill kind of game, but about a very morbid topic mm-hmm. of the potential oncoming end of the world or end of this form of humanity. Uh uh, so, yeah, it's uh, a lot of that stuff. Nothing really too much to spoil from what I've done so far, but it's cool. It's got a, a nice chill vibe to it. Uh, but, yeah, that's one to check out. Uh, let's see. Theater Rhythm, still playing that. I'm working my way through uh, these uh, little movie stages in the music section mm-hmm. that unlock once you clear all the songs uh, in the quest mode. So these are a lot of, you know, cutscenes uh, put to like a particular theme in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the weird thing is instead of being sort of left to right scrolling of these notes, it's top to bottom. 
you know, Guitar Hero style, but, you know, uh, still the same controls that have always been, but you have much less screen mm-hmm. real estate to react to these notes, and there are much less notes than, than in the, the full versions of those songs. So yeah. uh, you end up having a little tougher time getting the, the high scores I've been getting elsewhere. So that's mm-hmm. been uh, the tricky part, and just having a little bit of a harder time getting the timing right. Uh, yeah. But I'm getting there. But uh, I did finally get an uh, a trophy for an all-critical, which is uh, basically having really good timing on hitting notes mm-hmm. uh, where uh, they give you ratings on the notes from uh, rainbow critical, critical, great, good, bad, and miss. And that's basically an all-criticals where you only get the top two ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is tough to do mm-hmm. in any of these songs. Uh, I managed to get one of those. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, mm. Luckily, they're not that masochistic with the trophies. Uh, yeah. Like, do it for all the songs or anything like that. Uh, they just have trophies, I think, for uh, playing all the songs and mm. maybe getting a, 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 a perfect chain, mm-hmm. which is not getting a bad or a miss on us on a note. Mm-hmm. Um, the most intensive ones I've seen is for defeating 5,000 enemies. I played for mm-hmm. like 35 hours at this point mm-hmm. and I'm at about 2,800 enemies. Uh, so that's going to be a while. And I got one for getting a character to a nine star ranking, mm-hmm. uh, which is when you get them to level 99 and then that switches over to star rankings and then the amount of XP you need to get to the next ranking is like 107,000 XP. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been regularly getting like 1,000 to 2,000 XP a song. So mm. that requires a lot of playing just for that. And these like cutscene songs uh, get regularly under 1,000. Mm. So I have to use some of the items for boosting the XP just to make it not a a huge uh, drain on uh, time on that stuff, but yeah. either way, it's fine. But uh, yeah, still enjoying that a lot. Uh, another game I've been playing, Bone Razor Minions. This is a mm. auto-shooting survival game like Vampire Survivors. Um, so I've been playing this on my Steam Deck mostly. Mm. Uh, it is a game that is about you being like a necromancer, essentially, mm. raising these... Uh, minions that out of your grave outside of your like ancestral home, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and you being called a bone raiser is taken advantage of all throughout the game where they make lots of boner references and that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so they're very silly on that stuff. Uh, but as you, you know, you start a run uh, by just going outside of your, your home and out to this graveyard. It's a smallish area. It's not like the Vampire Survivors where it's kind of an infinitely scrolling area. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get uh, people running in uh, from all sides of the screen. Uh, every minute, the the level of the enemies that roll in are increased. Mm. Uh, so you start off with just like simple farmers or whatever that know what you're doing to, you know, soldiers to you know bigger dudes all this kind of stuff to you know a boss i think 
two minutes in and you should have a boss show up at some point there, uh, that kind of stuff. And along the way, you get XP that uh, you use to, you know, raise new bone uh, minions or upgrade others, you know, similar to the, what you do with the uh, vampire survivors and all that kind of stuff. So uh, nothing really too amazing about it, but it's pretty solid for what it is. It has a ton of achievements to it. Uh, a lot of stuff to upgrade uh, after a run, uh, you get uh, a good bit of gold as well as like a, an upgrade currency for your class. Uh, so their, their care, their version of characters are classes uh, that you can swap between, but you have to unlock them first. And unlike Vampire Survivors, which kind of puts all of the unlocks in an unlock section and makes it hard to understand, like what are the the easier stuff to unlock and what you're getting out of it. Here they put all that stuff in different parts of the house, so you kind of uh, are able to look around and you know better understand sort of what you're doing there. Um, but you spend that money in the the class stuff in this one section for doing your your upgrades and unlike vampire survivors where buying one upgrade increases the prices of everything so you're kind of encouraged to get all the low uh either the low stuff early on or the high stuff uh whatever the strategy is but here they all stay the same but they they show you a bunch of upgrades that you can get and they are for each icon there's three stages so it'll pertain to sort of one particular mechanic or one branch of uh, minions to raise up, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, the class one just has special abilities and uh, stat stuff, like uh, one for, you know, you can run around faster or, you know, you have a better chance of opening up chests that show up from time to time, uh, all that kind of stuff. It's it's pretty solid. I have not even really dug into it too much because uh, I... I forget, they don't even open up the second map until I get, like, a big enough score, like 90,000 or something. I just got I just got to 30,000, I think, earlier today. So still got a ways to go on unlocking stuff and getting better at it. But I'm getting there. But that's that game's still pretty neat. Uh, but it's like a $5 game at best, so worth checking out uh, for that. And Dead Cells still... Digging away at that uh, for the Return to Castlevania DLC. Um, haven't been so lucky on unlocking Castlevania stuff because I either get the blueprints to drop and die or uh, fail to uh, get enough souls to start unlocking the, the couple that I have. But yeah, been enjoying that a lot still. But uh, yeah, that's been pretty much it for me. So Brandon, how about you? Well, uh, as for me, I'm still playing uh, Trails to Azure, and I'm almost finished. Um, I am at the finale part where, you know, breaking out of jail and, you know, getting all the people together and all this stuff. And, of course, there was the big reveal that was obviously completely spoiled for me and everybody who played the Cold Steel series. But um, it was... Uh, you know, it's it's still a lot of fun. Um, incredibly enjoyable. Um, it's going to be weird when this game is done because I'm going to need to fill the little, you know, trails hole in my heart that'll be gone. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just 
so good. It's so good. It's so much fun. And I'm uh, sad to see an ending, but, you know, we got the uh, next series coming over in July. No, not July, June. Um, so we got that coming. Um, and I'm also playing another game that I right now because of the the editorial embargo isn't until until the 31st. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. So, uh, Darren, what about you? Uh, yeah, so I finished uh, Trails to Azure the night that we talked about it. And uh, yeah, really liked it for a, for a four or five out of five. So yeah, check check that review out on Smashpad when you enjoyed writing it. Um, anyway, as far as uh, the actual gaming goes, uh, I played a little bit of The Last of Us Part One today. Mm. Uh, pretty gloomy night outside, and uh, I just wanted something to play, but, uh, just just to feel something. But <laughs> at the same time, it's like it's not like The Last of Us is like the most thrilling thing to play. In fact, it's really really depressing. So yeah, there's that. After finishing the series last week. Want to get something done there? Um, I do have Metroid Prime Remastered and uh, Octopath Traveler 2 lying around, and I don't know which one I want to play more. I know that Octopath is getting a lot of great reviews, but I don't know if I want to play another RPG right this instant. I would get Metroid. That's what I'm. I would get Metroid. Um, that's what I'm planning on doing next. So, yeah. And then I, I was thinking about Metroid, and I I thought about like how long it took me to play as a kid, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll go ahead and open that one. Maybe I'll leave it open Crisis Core. I don't know. I, there, there, there is like no, there, there is no uh, shortage of options for me. But at the same time, it's like I got, I got to find the right move. And uh, so far, I don't know what that is. But it is what it is. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, let's get to some news. And the big news of the week has been the unfortunate death of Lance Reddick. Uh prolific uh actor who's been in you know a bunch of tv shows and movies but was also prolific in the video game world as he's been in a number of games like quantum break the horizon games Mm. and destiny uh one and two as zavala uh been a big deal because you know he has been a big part of the the destiny community he's done videos all the time uh you know shouting out people and uh, doing his Zavala voice, which is mostly his voice, but mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff been a big part of the the community there. So uh, yeah, that's been the, uh, a sad thing to have to deal with. And especially seeing, you know, the uh, gorilla games accounts and destiny mm-hmm. accounts uh, posting, you know, remembrances about him, uh, people in Destiny 2 held like little vigils for him in the uh, little base area in the city that uh, mm-hmm. hang around where his character hangs out to kind of pay respects to him mm-hmm. uh, and his character there, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's just been kind of a downer. But yeah, that's been uh, the big news of the week here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, definitely a sad story. Um, I haven't like read. Uh, the, the the one link. Uh, going through uh, playing um, Quantum Break as well as uh, the Horizon games, and you know, uh, loving his role on John Wick, and the, yeah, it's definitely a sad loss. You know, he's someone that actually cared uh, about the medium and gave uh, wonderful performances throughout. So you know, the the gaming world and the entertainment world uh, mourns for him, and uh, hope uh, everything with his family is all right. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, uh, his wife posted on his Twitter account, basically, mm-hmm. you know, sharing, you know, words about him. Basically, also saying at the end, like, you know, if you uh, want to, you know, do more for him, donate to I think it's MomCares.org, a uh, charity that he loved a lot uh, mm-hmm. to honor his memory there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Seems like he passed away due to natural causes, which is at least good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't something really bad, you know, cancer mm-hmm. or anything like that. Uh, so, yeah, he was uh, been tweeting up to the past few days. Uh, that's been like his last tweet was him posting a video of himself at his home with all mm-hmm. the dogs in the house barking away mm-hmm. as he just like makes knowing looks of like how ridiculous that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there you go. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, Bungie and Gorilla mm-hmm. deal with that in the future because, you know, the Destiny probably has an easier time replacing him or that character. Yeah. But I imagine they would more likely just have the character die in, you know, a story moment at some mm-hmm. point and find a new character to take over. Mm-hmm. Horizon has a bit of a tougher role there because silence is a central part of that narrative mm-hmm. and is explicitly his likeness and all that. So yeah, that'll be the bigger challenge, but at least I don't know if he's involved in the DLC that's coming out this month uh, mm-hmm. or April, but uh, that may show some other ways that they can go, but who knows? Mm-hmm. But there you go uh, for some, more happy news. Uh, Sony announced the PlayStation Plus game catalog lineup for March. Mm-hmm. That'll be going live here on the 21st uh, for a, a bunch of new games for PS Plus Extra and Premium members to get. Mm. Uh, and for the yeah the, the Extra and Premium members to get here, they've got a bunch of stuff here. Uh, there's Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, mm-hmm. uh, the PS5 and PS4 versions it should be. Um, That's Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, and Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Two great games uh, Mm -hmm. for people to check out. And with that PS5 version, you get uh, better visuals and a frame rate, better Mm -hmm. frame rates. So that's a good way to check that game out, Mm -hmm. those games out. Uh, There's Chia, uh, the new release for this week coming up. Uh, The game that's set on an an archipelago inspired by New Caledonia, mm-hmm. uh, but it's this you know Breath of the Wild esque uh, kind of uh, adventure of mm-hmm. this girl who has the ability to uh, not only explore the island in ways like Link did in Breath of the Wild, but she can also sort of take various forms mm. uh, of animals and objects and whatnot to solve puzzles or do cool stuff, whatever you want to do, but you can also play a ukulele and use that in a way that works like the Ocarina. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a cool looking game. Looking forward to oh, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, surprising. I didn't realize it was in here when I mentioned it earlier, but Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extractions coming to PlayStation Plus Extra. Mm-hmm. So if you have a team of people that need something uh, to do, uh, that's a game you can play. It's not mm-hmm. a super exciting game or anything, but that's something you can do. Uh, there's Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, which, you know, 
is the the latest game uh, from or was the latest game from I forget what the studio's name is now, um, but from Bethesda, the Evil Within people, um, and this is a you know first person uh, action adventure game kind of. Uh, we're exploring Tokyo. It's overrun by these supernatural beings that are based on, you know, various like uh, Japanese folklore creatures mm-hmm. uh, of sorts. So that game was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up starting up the the premium trial for that and have it uh, ready to go into the full game. Mm-hmm. But uh, there you go for that. Uh, Life is Strange, True Colors. Mm-hmm. That's the latest uh, season of that series that uh, should be PS5 and PS4, where you are uh, playing as Alex Chen, who has who gains the ability to uh, experience other people's emotions, uh, the psychic power of empathy, mm-hmm. so that you know she can learn more about what's going on around her and all that kind of stuff. So. There you go for that. Uh, there's Immortals Phoenix Rising, mm-hmm. which if you need a more explicit Breath of the Wild style game, that game is very much that, but set in the uh, the Greek mythology. Uh, so there you go for that. It's uh, very much an Ubisoft version of Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Every sense of what that means. Uh, there's Life is Strange 2, which is, you know, more Life is Strange. That's the... Uh, previous season before true colors mm. uh that runs across the town from the original game there but features you know a pair of brothers who are uh fleeing from the cops after a tragic event happens mm-hmm. uh, and dealing with uh the little brother's powers starting to manifest so there you go for that uh there's dragon ball z kakarot uh that should be ps5 and ps4 that is an action RPG covering the story of Dragon Ball Z from mm-hmm. Goku's perspective. Uh, really fun game. Really liked it a lot. And the cutscenes are some really amazing looking stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a good job with that. Uh, so that's worth checking out. Uh, here for the PS4, Street Fighter V Champion Edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, the latest version of that game. Uh, so you can play that before Street Fighter Six comes out. Uh, you get all the characters and the the story mode and all that stuff. Uh, so you can check that out for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Untitled Goose Game, which is a fantastic little uh, fuck around comic uh, comedy sandbox game mm-hmm. uh, where you're playing as a goose whose entire job is to annoy the hell out of people yep. and complete these uh, objectives you're given. Uh, figuring out how to, you know, manipulate them and the stuff around them to mm-hmm. get these various, you know, objectives done, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of gives you a means for figuring out the cool little funny stuff to do. Mm-hmm. So that's one to check out. Uh, Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. Uh, this is one of those Square Enix games that uh, happened at one point and nobody gave a damn about it. Yep. Uh, that one launched on the, I think the PSP or Vita, I forget, mm-hmm. uh, but never came over to the the West. Uh, when it did, it was on the PS4, and so that's a game that whenever it's on sale, it's like five bucks. Mm-hmm. So I own it, but I've never started it. Uh, yeah. My first, my first taste of it was in Theater Rhythm, 
Mm -hmm. uh, there's music from that in that game. So uh, you can check that out. And uh, yeah, back to Bethesda. There's Rage 2. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the game that's made with uh, Bethesda and Avalanche, makers of Just Cause. Uh, sort of bring a little bit of their ridiculous, bombastic action to mm -hmm. the Rage universe. Uh, but that's a game that people had a lot of high hopes for and then came out and was like, that's eh, all right. Uh, but now you don't have to spend any money on it, extra money on it. So uh, you can check that out. And then here there's Neo, The World Ends With You. It's another Square Enix game that came out. Uh, mm -hmm. The very specific The World Ends With You fandom uh, seemed to like it, but nobody else gave a damn about it. Uh, I think I even got that from Gamefly. never put it in to my PS4 or PS5. Mm -hmm. And send it back because I didn't have that much interest in playing it. It's just like I can get this, but never really started it. But that's one of those Square Enix games that people should probably check out, mm. uh, and not having to pay any extra money for it uh, probably makes that easier to jump into. Because mm. uh, just grabbing on sale, you're probably never gonna really pull the trigger. But this is an easier way to do that. Mm. And the the last one for extra here is Haven. Uh, that is a little indie RPG adventure game uh, featuring a couple uh, that uh, people like a lot. Uh, I liked it when I played in the demo stuff, just never jumped into the full game, but that is a game that got a cool update mm -hmm. later on where you could uh, change the gender of both characters so you could make it uh, same-sex, uh, female-male uh, relationship or keep it the heterosexual way that it is and they've got extra voice acting to cover that stuff for both characters mm -hmm. if you want to change that so as a really cool like inclusive uh relationship rpg mm -hmm. uh thing for people to check out so there's your extra lineup yep a lot of good stuff oh yeah uh, people should definitely check out as far as uh ps plus goes we are eating good <laughs> yeah especially like looking at game pass where they are on this weird cycle of every two weeks that got fucked up by the new year. Mm -hmm. um, where like there's maybe a handful of games in each one, which is not bad by any means, but there's not a ton of big names in them mm -hmm. uh, at this point. That'll change, obviously, once we start getting bigger games out. But uh, PlayStation Plus is doing a hell of a job mm -hmm. uh, putting some big games on here. And uh, yeah, we got Premium. Uh, for the PlayStation Classics that are on this, and they got some doozies here. There is Ridge Racer Type 4 for the PS1. Uh, the, the Ridge Racer game that I think people love the most out of all of them. Uh, that one has a bit more of a, I think more of like a campaign style, a career mm -hmm. mode kind of style racing campaign to it, but with all the you know Ridge Racer arcade action that you expect mm. uh, and a nice style to it. Um, let's see. There's Ape Academy 2 for the PSP. This is an Ape Escape game that only came out on the PSP. Uh, I think only came out in, I think it might not have come out in North America, it might have come out just in Japan and Europe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this came out Japan, the EU, and Australia. Uh, never came out to, you know, North America. So that'll be our first chance to check it out. But this is kind of a, uh, mini game collection of sorts, but not like a, you know, Mario Party kind of collection. Is more 
of I don't know. Uh, they this Wikipedia page describes it like a trading card game of sorts, but I don't think you're doing that much like trading card stuff. Um, but you're competing against other monkeys in an assortment of mini games. After a set number of victories, the player can then compete against a boss character. Uh, cycles repeated for each island visited, increasing difficulty. Uh, so that's a weird thing. Uh, but that's cool to get. And then the last one here is Siphon Filter Dark Mirror for the PSP. Uh, that mm. is a game that people liked a lot. Uh, one of the definitive games for the PSP early on, uh, mm. the Siphon Filter games, as they were sort of third-person shooters that kind of evolved the the mechanics of the Siphon Filter games for the PSP that mm-hmm. worked out pretty well. Uh, though the thing that's going to definitely trip people up is they are... Uh, there's no way to remap controller uh, or camera stuff to the right stick on the current PSP emulator. Uh, maybe that changes at some point uh, to be like what it was on the Vita where you could remap things to the right stick, depending on how the game handled camera stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is one where you'd be using the face buttons to manage the, uh, the camera stuff. Maybe they changed it just on a game basis. I don't know, but that'd be cool to see. But yeah, all three of those seem like cool games. So, yeah, very good lineup for PlayStation Plus uh, for the extra and premium people. Yeah, um, I think Chia is a definitely an interesting release. I think that, that that might be why I'm in this like sort of rut because I know that the next game I play is going to be put aside for when Chia comes out. Looking forward to that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that, and that'll be uh, fun to see. So, but they're not the only one that's gotten new games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online, uh, the basic tier, mm-hmm. has gotten four new games. Yep. Uh, two Game Boy games, a Super Nintendo game, and an NES game. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the NES, it's Xevious. So that's yep. an interesting choice. Uh, that's the Namco shmup, uh, but mm-hmm. that's the one where you can drop bombs on the ground. Mm. Uh, so that's. The there was like two different kinds of shooters at that point in the eighties. Mm-hmm. You were either like you know uh, a Zevius where you could drop bombs on the ground, or you were like a I don't know if you call it uh, like a Gradius or uh, you know a Raiden mm-hmm. Raiden uh, where you're shooting either vertically or horizontally just at enemies that are on the screen. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to worry about a you know ground element. Mm-hmm. That was sort of where you're going uh, with those two different kinds. And Zevis is one that probably didn't pioneer it, but was the most famous of those where you were able to sh- drop on the ground. Um, so, yeah, there you go for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Super Nintendo, Side Pocket, a pool billiards game. Uh, so that's, if you want that, uh, you can do that. I don't think that's a particularly like amazing game or anything, but mm-hmm. that's probably what they could get. Yeah, uh, Side Pocket, I mean, the NES version was one of my most played. Uh, they're, they're already out, right, these games? Yeah, they just released Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, I forget when. That's a nice waste of time there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Side Pocket as a Data East game. So this got published by, uh, let's see here, Iguana Entertainment, a prolific studio of making questionable ports. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go for that. And for the Game Boy, 
Uh, there's two games here, Kirby's Dreamland 2. So if you like Kirby's Dreamland, this is more of that. Uh, probably a little bit more evolved in gameplay, mm-hmm. but you're still facing King DDD. Mm-hmm. And there's Burger Time Deluxe. Because that was what the Game Boy was uh, for the 80s and 90s. Like, hey, you got a popular arcade game or console game? Mm-hmm. Do a Game Boy port of it. And yeah, Burger Time Deluxe uh, is the Game Boy version. It's probably an alright version of it. I don't know if I was trying to find any details on it, but uh, there's not really too much. Yeah, I mean, Burger Time obviously got its uh, claim to fame in the arcades. Don't know how even possible a Game Boy one was. Didn't even know that was on the platform. Uh, I guess I'll try. Okay, this is on the 3DS eShop and the Virtual Console. And it looks like a Game Boy game, uh, you know, version of that. Uh, so they take all the detail out of the background they can uh, to make it all about, you know, dropping the, the different parts of the burger down to maybe squish enemies or whatever. Mm-hmm. It probably doesn't look as good as the arcade version where you saw the bits of the you know bun or whatever you're walking on, you know, get pushed down as you walk on it. But who knows? Mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't had time to even start that up to see what that is. So there you go. There's no switch online. Got some new games, a couple that are interesting, a couple that are uh, maybe ones you start up for a few minutes and then move on with your life. Mm. But yeah, there you go. Mm. Some solid stuff. Yep. Ironically, none of the big games that they announced ahead of time were coming to the service. So Mm. that's interesting. They're just going to fuck around with that. Uh, but we got some updates here for games. Uh, mm-hmm. Ubisoft has been updating a bunch of their games over the past year or two mm-hmm. to unlock the frame rate so that people can play uh, their PS4 versions of these games in better frame rates on the, mm-hmm. the new consoles. And Ubisoft decided to do that for Far Cry 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game that people were hoping would have more of a political message to it, considering what it what the announcement trailers were, but Uh, When it released, it was a bit more uh, tame than what people would have wanted. But yeah, that's on. Sorry, that's on a PlayStation Plus extra as of I think last month. Uh, So you can check it out there at least. I don't know if it's on Game Pass, but now you can play that game looking a bit better. Mm -hmm. It run a bit better on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. So there you go. It's also got a free weekend. Coming up next weekend, the 23rd to the 27th. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have it at all or any of the subscription services, you can check it out and play a bunch of it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So there you go for that. Uh, but also having an update this week is Shovel Knight Dig. Uh, this is uh, the Fate and Fortune update mm-hmm. uh, that's out now on PC and mobile. Console uh, updates will be happening at a later date, uh, yeah. this one adds a bunch of stuff. The nightmare mode, and that is K N I G H T nightmare mode, mm-hmm. uh, because that's what Shovel Knight puns you would expect there. Yeah. Uh, but that is, let's see, it adds Black Knight to the game. Uh, so yeah, Shovel Knight and Black Knight to uncover the true nightmare and put a stop to it. No nightmare mode become available to players after they complete the base game. Uh, let's see, they added a new buddy that you can uh, play around with, Fetcher. We'll be waiting down in the well to do what he does best, Fetch. Mm-hmm. Obviously, two, 625 bones or gems. 
They'll give players a chance to exit the well mid-run to save their gold and return to the hub. Mm. So kind of an easy way to get out with uh, the stuff you got instead of risking it all. Uh, they're adding, let's see, mementos. These are special keepsakes you can have to decorate your hub. There's a compendium that keeps track of everything you've collected or encountered in the well. So mm-hmm. uh, keep track of all the things you've seen. There's new music from Jake Kaufman in this. Mm. Uh, so that's cool. Some quality of life updates for item improvements, level design adjustments. Uh, seeds are now available in the main menu, uh, along with allowing players to set specific seed in the PC version. Mm. Uh, camera, new camera features, some new stuff's been added to the compendium. Mm-hmm. Key order adjustments. Yeah, a bunch of stuff here. Uh, so it seems like a cool update. So mm-hmm. looking forward to put some, I'd like to get back into that game at some point here. And then we got dates here. Uh, yeah. First up, uh, Sony decided to uh, announce one of their games for PlayStation Plus Essential for next month, mm-hmm. and that is Meet Your Maker. That is going to be out April 4th. Mm. Uh, the date had already been known, but the it being on PlayStation Plus Extra mm. or Essential is new. Mm. Uh, so they're getting into that kind of habit of bragging about stuff they got coming up, I yeah. guess. Uh, but yeah, Meet Your Maker is the new game from Behavior Interactive, the Dead mm-hmm. by Daylight folks. Uh, this one looks like a neatish game. Uh, mm-hmm. It is, I guess it would just be a multiplayer creation game, uh, yeah. mostly in that you are building like a, a dungeon of sorts mm-hmm. to challenge people to get through it and hopefully trip them up in one of your traps somewhere. Oh, yeah. uh, but players, you're trying to get through these you know dungeons and get to the uh whatever treasure is in the end and get out safely and so along the way you're sort of leveling up to get more uh traps and stuff you can put in your dungeon or get more i don't know abilities i guess i don't know what the Mm uh the what they call it the the raider so but there's a bunch of information here if you want to learn more about the game. But that'll be on PlayStation Plus Essential on April 4th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cool. Hopefully people didn't pre-order it ahead of time. But uh, I imagine this is to be done sort of like uh, uh, Exoprimals to shore up people's ability mm-hmm. to uh, check these games out mm-hmm. a bit more easily. So... Uh, there you go. Something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's see here. April 11th, Tron Identity is finally going to be out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the, the new game from Mike Bithell's studio, Bithell Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, makers of Thomas Was a lot. Oh, Thomas Was Alone, John Wick Hex, and uh, I think they've had a couple other games, but this is Tron Identity, a new game mm-hmm. based on the Tron series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bit of a mix of visual novel with uh, uh, a little bit of other stuff to do. Uh, but yeah, that'll be out April 11th on Steam and Switch. Mm. Uh, so that one's only a few weeks out for people to get, uh, check it out. So mm-hmm. there you go. And yeah, happening on April 12th, Ghostwire Tokyo finally hits Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, the exclusivity has ended there. They've announced that along with it coming to Game Pass. As you would expect, but also mm-hmm. alongside that, the Spider's Thread update is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be on everything. 
Uh, as they mentioned here, let's see, there's an all new game mode, uh, the spider's thread that is separate from the main game, selectable from the main menu. Mm-hmm. And now we get a 30 stage gauntlet assembled from over 130 handcrafted levels where you're trying to get to the end. So that's kind of a, I don't know if that's a roguelites mode, it seems like it. Yeah, if you're defeated during a run, you'll have to start back from the beginning. Yeah, uh, but you'll have a portion of your upgrades retained, so you kind of keep some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also adding some more story stuff to the game itself, mm-hmm. involving the middle school area. Yep. So they're going to add more spooky stuff. Yeah, uh, but I guess if you, stuff. yeah, I guess if you don't like spooky stuff, they're going to have a reduced horror effect setting. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah, horror games don't do enough of that stuff. Adding, yeah, honestly, they don't. So I think Dead Space, the original, had like a a very silly like finger gun yeah. that you can unlock, and it's like, man, that should be there from the start for people that can't handle the rest of it. Yeah. But like ways yeah. to turn down the the scary effects and maybe change the look of enemies, you know, like they mm-hmm. do with some of the the spider stuff in some games. Mm-hmm. You do that for horror games, make them more. Uh, accessible for people that mm-hmm. don't handle the spooky stuff so well mm-hmm. but still like the dead space mechanics all seem really cool mm-hmm. i just can't handle the fucking scary shit thing. so it's like i shouldn't have to like uh turn down the music most of the way and you know change in different settings it's probably more doable in the new version but mm-hmm. still but uh let's see what else here they got new enemies expanded photo mode as well as other stuff so mm-hmm. that's cool Big update to celebrate. Oh, yeah. It's launched on Xbox. Uh, so there you go. More people can check that out. All right. And uh, let's see. The 18th, April 18th, two things happening here. Puzzle Quest mm-hmm. 3 is coming to PlayStation and Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's both PlayStations and all the Xbox platforms. I was trying to figure out if this is coming out of early access on Steam or not. If this is mm-hmm. like its 1.0 launch. And then I just... All the, the way they're messaging this is very weird. Yeah. Uh, where they're just calling this year two and not, uh, you know, like a, a launch of anything. Mm-hmm. Even the statement they have here: we received a tremendous amount of feedback and continued support from our Puzzle Quest three players on Steam early access mobile platforms. Mm. Uh, I think the the thing I said is like, and we're extending that to the console platforms now. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, but they are just calling it like year two. Mm-hmm. Uh, being very weird about it in a way. So I'm, I think it's still technically an early access, but I've never, I've followed enough early access games. to know when they're getting out of that, they make a big deal of it mm-hmm. and they're just calling it year two. And you can't even go by like the, the update versions cause they're on 2.0 with this big update. Mm-hmm. They launched at 1.0 in early access. So that they're an unreliable source of news on this stuff. Mm-hmm. which is a hell of a thing to go, but Puzzle Quest 3 is neat. It's free to play, so you don't have to pay anything for it, but you get all the uh, season pass and all the, the microtransaction stuff that you would expect out of that, mm-hmm. the timers and all that. It kind of sours it a bit, but the everything else is pretty much what you'd expect, though the, the puzzle mechanic is a bit different. Uh, instead of mm-hmm. you know making one choice on the grid uh, to move, uh, you get like a a set amount of time to make a series of moves. So you're trying to make as much as you can mm-hmm. uh, to fill up your meters and whatnot and do damage to the enemies. So mm-hmm. it's weird, but it's still pretty good. 
just not as good as like Gems of War, I would say. Uh, but also happening on April 18th is Disney Speedstorm, the kart racing game that uh, will be free to play when it launches, but it's going to early access on April 18th. So you'll be able to, much like Dreamlight Valley, sort of pay for a Founders Edition mm-hmm. at launch. That that'll be 30 bucks for the cheapest one, and 50 bucks and 70 bucks if you want to give them more money than that. Uh, let's see, they have a list of a bunch of crap you get with that. Which I don't know if it's all that worth it unless you're just that Jones in for a Disney kart racing game, but it seems solid enough for what it is. But I don't know if they're going to be on Game Pass. Doesn't seem like it mentions here. I guess Xbox didn't pony up for that alongside Dreamlight Valley. Yeah, um, I think it's the same people who pushed Dreamlight Valley who are pushing this game. Um, this is one that actually does have my interest, and Dreamlight Valley did too. And the main reason why I stopped playing Dreamlight Valley was because it was a lot of. Uh, there was a lot of busy work, you know, in combination with the free-to-play mechanic, which, you know, typically is what those kinds of games are. Mm-hmm. In regards to this one, um, there aren't a whole lot of racing games that I've played that are, that are free-to-play, so I don't know, like, what kind of stuff to expect aside from things like cosmetics or certain power-ups, but I guess that would be what to expect. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I am interested in trying this game because I, I do enjoy kart racers, but it's not something that I plan on playing for. Yeah, the Founders Packs here mention... Uh, tokens you can get, golden pass credits, whatever the hell that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, racer unlocks you get with each of these. Uh, which like the standard one gets you Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. Uh, the deluxe gets you Mulan on top of that, and the ultimate gets you uh, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Mulan, Captain Jack Sparrow, and Hercules. Mm-hmm. Which for seventy bucks you get more than five people, but who knows. I don't know what these golden pass credits are. There's like exclusive founding member racing suits for each of the characters mm. and exclusive founding member cart liveries for each of the characters. Yeah. And cart wheels and wings for some of these carts. And mm. So I imagine it's a lot of cosmetics and a lot of unlocking different characters. So when it's free to play, I'm betting you have to mm. grind a lot or pay a lot to unlock each of the, each of the characters. So but that seems like it'd still be fun. But that was mm. a game that I would probably want to see more of it before I commit anything to it. Uh, but yeah, our next one here, Sea of Stars. We talked about this. They've announced for a bunch of platforms, PlayStation, Switch, PC. Uh, now they've confirmed that they're also coming to Xbox alongside all of that stuff mm. uh, when it's launching on August 29th. So everybody can check it out at launch. Mm. Uh, that's the RPG prequel to The Messenger, which is still wild because The Messenger is more... Of uh, it's not Metroid-like. It's more of a uh, a straightforward action, you know, platformer game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get to upgrade with that stuff. But Sea of Stars is more of a JRPG, mm. that kind of thing. Uh, somehow still set in the same world, but yeah, there you go. Uh, they are. Let's see the yeah the demos still coming to other platforms sometime mm-hmm. later this year, probably this summer sometime. Uh, but it's been on Switch here for a couple of months now, so if you have that, you can check it out early. Uh, but here we got some uh, games that have been announced. There's Frogun Encore. Mm-hmm. Frogun Encore, that is uh, the sequel to Frogun, the PS1 N64-esque kind of shooter platformer mm-hmm. uh, that came out last year. Uh, so they are saying this will be out this summer, so they're Iterating on it pretty fast. Same graphical style and all that. 
But yeah, it's going to come all to the same platforms, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Mm-hmm. I had the... I have this on PlayStation. I've not started it yet. Uh, it's one of the weird, weird games I've ever seen where the I bought the deluxe edition by accident, but uh, the deluxe and the standard edition are separate releases. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't say that I own the you know standard ed- edition. Mm-hmm. I can buy that. It's a different version of the game, which is weird. Because um, the version I have has like soundtrack built into it and some other stuff uh it's just weird but the game's pretty neat for not played i played the demo of it mm-hmm. the game looks neat so looking forward to more of that yeah the game looks like a lot of fun uh it's, it's something that's that caught my eye and um i never got around to buying it um but yeah like for me though uh i'm not a fan of the entire like 64-bit era style uh just because mm-hmm. like you know, it's, it's it's an eyesore to look at these days as opposed to like something from the 16 bit or oh, yeah. HD generations. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's something that I hope comes to Game Pass or even uh, PlayStation. Yeah. For me, it's a style I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good kind of simplistic art style that I like for 3D. Yeah. It doesn't have like the. Uh, the way that you know a lot of indie stuff at this point does when they do a simplistic art style, which looks more voxelish or something like that, where they're going lighter on the texture stuff. Yeah. Whereas the, the games that evoc- are evocative of the PS1 you know, N64 style are all texture, and how they're texturing that stuff to look like the way that those games did, but without all the the unfortunate you know graphical effects that those would have of warping textures and fog and all that kind of stuff. But oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up here, the next super meat boy game is going the Sonic route of mm-hmm. doing what they're calling Dr. Fetus's mean meat machine. <laughs> uh, so it is a Puyo Puyo like, Oh yeah. In the vein of Dr. Robotnik's mean bean machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the style of super meat boy, uh, so you're getting these little gross-looking, I don't know, colored enemies that you're trying to get, you know, three or more of them next to each other to get them to disappear, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they have, you know, obstacles on the uh, field of, you know, uh, spinning blades and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They can fuck with it. So you're playing around with that. Yeah, entire time. So nice little twist on the on that formula. So yeah, there you go. Well, I guess this is the the story wise. Doctor Fetus wants to create his own Super Meat Boy clone. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is how you're doing it. Yep. So that's the whole thing. All right, he wants to create a clone of Meat Boy, the character, not not a game. Yeah. Game. Uh, so yeah, there you go. But now we got the the rest of the news, non announcement stuff. Uh, Steam Deck is on its first sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, to celebrate its first year of you know being out there for people to get, mm-hmm. uh, it is ten percent off for all versions. So mm-hmm. uh, that means the the four hundred dollar version is about three hundred sixty dollars. Yeah, uh, the five hundred thirty dollar edition is about four hundred seventy six dollars, and the six hundred fifty dollar edition is about five eighty four. Uh, so you can get that, and you'll get it pretty quick now that they have their uh, their production stuff all nailed down. Oh, yeah. 
uh, but that's also alongside the big Steam sale, the spring sale that's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of stuff that's on sale uh, for you to check out to go alongside your Steam Deck. So there you go. I wonder if they got any of the other Steam Deck accessories, the the dock or anything like that on sale. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But there you go. That's a cool thing you can grab uh, along with that. They decided to update the firmware on it to allow yep. for more of those Steam Deck startup movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was something that people figured out a means for uh, uploading uh, or putting a bunch of custom ones onto it in the desktop mm-hmm. mode to have it used. And they have seemingly sort of made that more of an official thing. Uh, so in mm-hmm. the Steam store, like you could buy, you know, different skins for the, the keyboard the on-screen keyboard and uh, some of the avatars and themes and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, you can also buy boot-up animations, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I think they're 3,000 points each, which I ended up buying all of them because I've had a bunch of those points and nothing really interesting to buy them with. So the thing you have to do that's a little tricky is that uh, when you purchase them, they don't download. You have to go mm. into the customization menu and click on each one to have it download mm-hmm. uh, so then you can have it just boot up with a different one each time just mm-hmm. pick one at random or you can set a specific one that you wanted to use uh, one of you bring it back from sleep or whenever you have to restart it with uh, updates or whatever so that's cool they got a bunch of different styles for that stuff there's animated ones there's cg ones there's one that's like all this confetti is a big mess and then forms into you know the the Steam Deck logo. That's the the circle with the uh, the half you know circle around it that forms a D. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, you can also, I believe, still add custom ones in the desktop mode. Mm-hmm. People have been doing that. I think people have done like stuff versions of like console boot ups, like the GameCube one, uh, but the Steam Deck. All that kind of stuff. So there you go. That's a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we got a new Persona game coming. Yeah, just uh, not what you're thinking. Yeah, it's a Persona Five spinoff mm-hmm. for mobile. Yeah. Uh, was it called Persona Five? Persona Five: The Phantom X. Mm. They posted a concept trailer and also a gameplay trailer. Uh, with a little bit of gameplay to it, and it looks like Persona. Mm-hmm. Like it's using the same style as Persona Five, uh, and you got seen from the gameplay like you can go explore the world a bit, uh, do you know school stuff, hanging out with people, and, and going mm-hmm. to the dungeon. Uh, it seems like you got a new main character, and I think friends and all that. Um, obviously, it's in Japanese, so mm-hmm. the story stuff's a little fuzzy right now, but. I think instead of like a, a cat, like Morgana, that's sort of your aid, it's an owl. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. But yeah, the how this is a mobile game as far as being, you know, free to play. Uh, you know, there's going to be gotchas for the, the persona or whatever is going on there. We don't know yet, but mm-hmm. everything else looks pretty solid for what it is. But yeah, that could be neat. Okay, it looks like this is being made in China. Or the, yeah. Or this footage is coming out of China. I don't know. Looks what like that it. is. But it's all the Persona 5 art style. So mm-hmm. 
they've done a good job of emulating that, but I have no idea what sort of game it is. Yeah, I mean, like, this game is undoubtedly going to have a whole bunch of gotcha stuff thrown in unless they add a price at the very front, which is uh, not advisable for mobile titles. So yeah. uh, tough to say. It'll uh, Also, I think there's a very slim chance this gets localized for a United States release. So, I mean, all we can do is just hope that it's that it works out and, you know, wherever it's released uh, overseas. But mm-hmm. I don't know, like, um, as you mentioned, like, the, the game actually looks... Uh, really nice as far as its visual a few stuff that they showed actually look pretty cool and it actually does like a look like a fully fledged persona game and you mm-hmm. know Persona 5 has always been bleeding with style and i'm sure this, this is going to be the, uh, the same thing and yeah i'm i'm wondering like what the overall story uh will entail and i'm wondering like how long the actual the actual story will be provided there is one and i'm sure there will yeah yeah so you know, this is persona 4-esque in terms of you are a high school student whose parents are traveling abroad mm-hmm so you are staying at home to deal with everything on your own. Uh, so that's sort of the the bit here. I guess Joker and the crew does show up at some point based on a screenshot they have. Mm. Uh, this is just like a, I don't know, those could easily be uh, people that, you know, are part of the gotcha stuff if that's in this game. So yes. Uh, well, let's get to another story here. Uh, Stalker 2, the devs, uh, GSC Game World mm-hmm. have... Uh, since they are in Ukraine, they've decided not to localize it for Russia, for yeah. the, the Russian language, all that has gotten people mad. So Russian hackers managed to uh, hack in and get some data and yeah. have threatened to release it if uh, they don't do a sort of Russian localization yeah. yeah, basically asking them to rethink your attitude towards players from Belarus and Russia and to yeah. apologize for the unworthy attitude towards ordinary players from these countries. Yeah. Uh, and they also said, fans are waiting for it from your official company. It's not necessary to spoil the game for people because of politics or the... Yeah. Uh, politics, huh? Yeah. Really? That's That's what you're calling it? Yeah. Not, you know... Uh, hostile foreign power invading a to basically commit genocide against its people, leveling cities, and basically peppering the entire countryside with highly volatile missiles. Really? That's that's what we're going to call it? Yeah. <sighs> Fuck. You know, it, it's great to know that, you know, that, you know, gamers TM are assholes all over the world, not just in America. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they set a date by March 15th to have them respond and, you know, apologize and do all this. So that they would release this stuff. Uh, but they basically said in a big message to go to hell. Yep. So uh, the message they have here is all in all caps. So I'm not going to read that. But yeah, as they said here, despite the attempts to break us, we remain strong and courageous because when you believe in something and love it with all your heart, you have mm-hmm. to defend it at all costs. Uh, so, yeah, they're basically refusing to do any of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, deal with this. We'd like to express our deepest appreciation for our loyal community. We're overwhelmed by the response and support we've received from you. Thank you for that from each and every member of the GSC Game World team. So, yeah. And they also end it. Glory to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to make sure they 
know where they stand. Yep. So, yeah, good stance for them. Now for a bad stance, FIFA. Mm-hmm. Uh, a company that's or, or an organization that nobody likes, even mm-hmm. soccer fans, uh, because they've been corrupt for decades at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that they've run EA off of their hugely successful game mm. uh, to make their own that they're calling EA Sports FC. Mm. And so FIFA is basically in that mode of like, well, uh, you know, we're still the name to beats. So, you know, all these other games are, you know, imposters. Uh, where their F, their FIFA president Gianni Infantino mm-hmm. has uh, said that they will be returning with a new game, promising FIFA 25, 26, 27, and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, will always be the best e game, as he calls it. So very much in touch uh, with everything that's going on, calling it an e game, mm-hmm. uh, which has gotten him dunked on a bunch on the social media. So there you go. Uh, yeah, he says here, the new FIFA game, the FIFA 25, 26, 27, and so on, always best be the best e-game for any girl or boy. Mm-hmm. We will have news on this very soon. And, of course, people have begun mocking them, showing them pictures of old f- football games, basically saying, like, oh, I can't wait for this with NFTs stuff in there, uh, all that kind of shit. Um, and, yeah, let's see. Yeah, they echo the the whole com- commitment Infantino made after the original news of the split with EA first broke. I can assure you that the only authentic real game that has the FIFA name will be the best one available for gamers and football fans, uh, which we still have not seen evidence that anything big has happened. Uh, they're still, EA is going to do their thing and they're going to still do very well because, you know, they've got the uh, audience hooked on it and people will stick with them because they can afford all those licenses without having to go through FIFA who decided to raise the bill for what they have to pay for offering nothing to it other than I think the, the world cup to it. So yeah, that's a, a whole thing. And also people dug into what this guy has said in the past to which I think he uh, has, let's see, where's this at here? I think he basically thanked, uh, where is it at? I know something to the effect of, uh, yeah, today I feel Qatari uh, surrounding the 2022 World Cup. Uh, Today I feel Arabic. Today I feel African. Today I feel gay. Today I feel disabled. Today I feel like a migrant worker. Like somehow identifying as the people that were part of the World Cup. That are being discriminated against, I guess. I don't know. But has also said weird stuff like he is, uh, uh, he got this role uh, through the inspiration from the, uh, what was the, some sort of political coup in, in Africa. I forget. They don't have it here. Oh, yeah. The, he was previously inspired to run for president of FIFA because of the Rwandan genocide. Comparison, he apparently now disputes making. So this guy has a lot of a lot of bad PR statements out there. So he's not a person to trust in any way. But when to hear on a better note, sir, I don't know if it's better notes, but the 3DS and Wii U eShops are ending here on March 27th. Uh, 
a lot of uh, developers and publishers are putting their stuff on sale. So I figured it was worth it to kind of look at some of the stuff uh, that is happening. Uh, Nintendo is not putting any of their stuff on sale, as is expected. Uh, though you could say that they're putting everything on a 0% discount sale. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you're hoping to get like those Dragon Quest games or anything on sale, uh, you're going to have to pay full price for that. Uh, but yeah, like Capcom's put, I think, all of their stuff on 3DS and Wii U for $3. Uh, you can get so like all the uh, Phoenix Wright games, uh, the Monster Hunter stuff, Resident Evil, Street Fighter stuff that's on these platforms. You can get for three dollars. Like on the Wii U, they have Zack and Wiki on there from the Wii Virtual Console, the Resident Evil Four Wii version. It's also on there as well as the Umbrella Chronicles, but a bunch of stuff there. Uh, let's see, a bunch of indie stuff as well, like the Steam World. Games that are on each platform are on sale for a couple of bucks. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mutant Muds. Uh, Mom Hid My Game. My Switch Force. Uh, the Korg stuff that's on there. That's like a a cool little uh, music production thing. As on the 3DS. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff to look at. Uh, this link here is just for the 3DS eShop stuff. Uh, because Nintendo took the Wii U stuff off of there, so you have to pull up a Wii U uh, separately to grab anything. And at this point, you cannot purchase uh, games directly off of the eShop or the uh, on, you know, the eShop or the web store yourself. Uh, you have to fund, or you might be able to on the 3DS stuff here on the, the web store, but on the eShop itself on your device, you'll have to fund it through the web store or through the switch uh, eShop itself to put money on there. Mm. Uh, they've shut down the, the direct funding stuff a while ago. Yeah. The Wii U has, let's see here. Not really too much that you can't get elsewhere, but yeah, the money switch force games are on there. Monster Hunter three ultimate uh, severed. That's a tough one too to other places because that is a game that's touch based uh, but there you can get like Shovel Knight Treasure Trove for five bucks or six bucks uh, the 3DS mm. one's probably the one to get for four nine four forty nine because that includes all the Amiibo stuff and all the uh, the expansions they put out mm. uh, as well as some extra stuff that's only on that version of the game uh, but yeah there's still some good stuff here as well as you know be able to get any of the other games that Unfortunately, aren't on sale at this point. So, but uh, yeah, that stuff will be shutting down. I'm probably going to try and do a big Wii U stream maybe next weekend. I just send it off and play a bunch of the games that I have at least. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably make a few purchases, but nothing too much. Maybe some of the, the DS games that are on there because that stuff's probably not as easily translated to the Switch or whatever the Switch 2 would be able to do. Because uh, at least on the Wii U, you could you could put it like in a different orientation to display on the gamepad. Uh, though that would be tough for me to play because my gamepad's battery is basically dead. Yeah. Uh, if I pull it off the, the little dock, it'll immediately start flashing the button, so I have to buy a new battery for that, which is 
isn't too much. I can get it like for 20 bucks off of iFixit. It's not too big of an issue, but I just have to buy it. But uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, in any case, thanks for putting this uh, 3DS link in here. Unfortunately, it looks like all this yeah. stuff on sale is uh, uh, stuff that either I don't care about or stuff that mm-hmm. uh, I just like Googled the best 3DS games you should get before they're gone forever. And uh, yeah, I'm just going through this list to see if there's anything I want. And as for the Wii U stuff, I don't know if I care about hooking that thing up again. So Yeah, I've had mine hooked up for a while. Uh I think my most used thing on there is literally the eShop because I've let it sit there uh, at times and it doesn't have an auto turn off on it. So that has like a couple hundred hours on it from just letting it sit. Yeah. But uh, there's one game that's on sale here The Legend of Kusakari. K U S A R. Like a Zelda logo, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that is basically. I think the joke image they put up on the the game site is like, oh, here's the here's Link going around killing enemies and all this. Way in the back here, that's you. Uh, you're the guy that's cutting the grass. Uh, that's all you're doing. You're the actual one cutting the grass. I, I see him in the background. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, and you know what's the worst thing ever? Fighting slimes and dragons knee deep in grass and weeds. Well, if Kusakari has anything to do with it, it won't be that way for long. Get your scythe sharpened and jump into this quirky Japanese adventure puzzle game. Slice through over 50 levels of grass-filled action and help those heroes save the kingdom in battlegrounds fit to have a picnic on. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, there you go. You can uh, check that stuff out. Probably grab some other stuff because, like, the Wii U has Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. That still hasn't gotten Switch versions yet, despite many so-called leakers. Claiming they were coming anytime now for the past two or three years. So who knows? But uh, there's still some decent amount of stuff there that's on uh, on there that hasn't been brought over in any form. So there you go. But I think that's going to do it for the show this week. Uh, so thank you to Brandon and Dan Reb for joining this week. Always. Uh, we'll be, yeah, we'll be back next week with a new slate of news as we get to. Uh, the end of the month here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you enjoy the show, if you let friends and family know, they should check it out as well as select strangers. Uh, they'll also be concerned about why Nintendo is shutting down the eShop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you all for, yeah, but uh, yeah, thank you all for tuning in. Hope you have a good week ahead, and we'll see you all next time. Have a good one.